Well, hello everyone. This is Dr. Eileen, and this is Medicine Walk. And for those listening on Blog Talk Radio, this is Blog Talk Radio. This is Healing House Radio. And I hope everyone had a good week. I hope that you were able to, um, you know, enjoy yourselves over the weekend. And I hope that you were able to get some peace and quiet as well as some fun. And I kind of needed to take some time off, so I took a, the weekend where Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I sort of, you know, went back into my cave, which is, you know, when you live in the mountains, it actually, you know, is very nice to be able to just stay put. And being in a cabin in the woods means that I'm really close to nature. And that's kind of something I needed. Um... And it led to what we're going to talk about today, the idea of who are you? And who we are depends a lot on who we're with. I mean, we're not going to be the same person in our work environment as we are, say, you know, hanging around with our buddies as we are when we're hanging around with, like, you know, our grandparents or something. And that's good. That's a good thing. You know, it's not, it's not a bad thing to sort of adapt your persona to the environment. I mean, when you're at work, you know, for me being a doctor, you know, there's a certain, um, detachment that I need to have. There's a certain, you know, a little more analytical and I interact with people a little bit differently than if I'm hanging out with my buddies and, you know, or playing video games, or if I'm with, you know, the, you know, my older family relatives or with my family. So each one of those carries sort of a different persona, but it's still you, it's still your truth. And that's the important thing is that you remain in your truth, no matter what the circumstances. Now, yeah, if you are in a situation where you're at an event and somebody is stating a viewpoint that is very opposed to yours, more than likely you would just kind of, you know, it's like, okay, you know, you might interact a little bit, but if it's really one of those adamant people, then what you're going to do is like, well, you know, that's a very interesting viewpoint. I've got to go over there. So, you know, have a good day. Where if you're with your buddies and, you know, somebody says something and it's like, are you kidding me? Oh my gosh, how can you think that way? Come on, you know, and, and there's more of a comfort in just kind of, you know, speaking your truth a little bit more than if you're in a situation where it's like, you know what, you know, I need to be careful in this and, you know, we don't want this to escalate and, and, you know, if you're one of the ones keeping people calm, then you can't be losing it. So the idea that no matter what our demeanor, we're still in our truth. And that's the important thing is that the mask has to be in integrity. The mask is not a bad thing. The mask allows us to, um, to interact in a way that will be peaceful, it will be, you know, for, for whatever reason, that the mask becomes important. And it, it's not a bad thing. 
like I said, as long as you are in integrity with who you are. And, you know, let's say if, if somebody's a salesperson, yeah, you know, when they're in that sales mode, they're going to be very, you know, there's going to be that assertiveness. There's going to be that, you know, because it's the nature of salesmen. You know, you kind of have to, you know, be a little bit more outgoing and work to be a little more persuasive because, you know, that's what your job depends on, where you might be tremendously easygoing when, you know, you're at a barbecue. So who are you? Are we just the sum of the masks we wear? And for me, that's that became a very important question as I had my weekend of introspection, which I get, I, I thoroughly recommend to everybody. Um, where you need to pull away and just have that conversation straight with you, straight with, you know, spirit, however you identify it. And to be able to really break down, okay, where does the mask end and where is the real me? The problem is, is when you start losing the real you, when you start not being able to know the real you, and when you present yourself in a particular way, okay, that that is technically you, but is it you in in the purest sense of yourself? And there are times when, you know, we just have to be careful of that. We have to be careful that who we present ourselves to be does not become more important than who we are. And that the mask that you choose isn't your real face. It's just how you choose to present yourself. So consider who you are. What are you like? There are times when I, I'll ask people, you know, what makes you happy? What do you really enjoy doing? And they'll say, I don't know. And this weekend was powerful for me because I was reaching that I don't know. And then I remember, hey, you know, I I like to sit and listen to the river. Okay, that's me. I like playing video games. Okay, that's me. I like quiet moments. I like, you know, old movies. And I had to take some steps back to find me based on what it is that I remembered made me feel like me. And and that can also be tricky because what makes you feel like you? What activities, you know, whether it's something that, you know, you do alone or whether it's in groups, maybe it's going to a sporting event and screaming your guts out and, and yelling and being real active. Well, maybe that's you. Maybe your job has you being very quiet or, you know, you need to be, you know, sort of more low key. But the real you is actually someone who is out there screaming for their team. Or maybe the real you likes to go and, and just lose their mind at a concert and, you know, be up and be dancing and, and doing all the stuff that if you were to do at your office, it probably would gain you a, a couple of odd looks and possibly a trip to go talk to human resources. But the thing is, is that, you know, that, that part of you, that is you, that part of you that, you know, is who you are when you're alone. And, and that's the important thing. Who are you when you are by yourself? You know, 
what do you think? What do you feel? What are your opinions? When nobody's there. And whoever that person is that you're with when you're alone, is that someone you like? Is that someone, if you were to meet you, would you choose to hang out with you? Would you choose to, you know, go out and, you know, play a game with or, or go out to dinner, go to a movie? And once you start looking at whether or not you would choose to be a friend with you, then it allows you to take a look at what it is that, what are the things that mean the most to you? Maybe you want to go to a, a political rally and, and, you know, support something that you really believe in. Yeah. You know, would you want to go to a, a, an event with somebody who would share that? Well, yeah. And the thing is, if the person that you are presenting is not someone you like, you know, I mean, we all have to have times when, you know, maybe we would bite our tongue when we really would like to say something. And yes, there are times when I'm 18 shades of irritated and I'm stomping around my cabin venting and my animals are just looking at me like, really? Uh, when you're done, you're going to feed us, you're going to walk us, you know, what's the upside of this for us? Because right now you're just making noise. It's sort of like uh, in Charlie Brown, the way that they always showed the adults going, wah, 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 wah. But, you know, th that's how I imagine my pets hear me. It's <laughs> just wah, 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 food, wah, 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 walk. <laughs> so the idea that who we are when we're alone, who we choose to be when we're alone, who is the real us, who is the person that we face in the mirror and can we deal with that person you know when when it comes down to just setting aside all of the all of the illusion all of the impression all of the you know stuff that we present who's the real us and are we safe letting that real person out with anybody i mean you know is is that real person that, that you have inside of you, you know, that, that authentic person, is that someone you're proud of? I mean, you know, we don't have to throw a parade for everything we do or feel like we have to throw a parade for everything we do because, you know, I mean, there's light and shadow. You know, we, we have our really good moments and we have our not so good moments that, you know, it's like, oh my God, I cannot believe that I did that, or I cannot believe I said that, or I cannot believe I forgot, whatever it was. Yeah, I don't think there's a person alive who hasn't wished that they could pull like the last 30 seconds of a conversation back and stick it inside their head where it belonged. But, you know, we all have that. But there's also that piece of if that's really what you authentically feel, do you feel that you can step out into that? Do you feel you can step up into that? Do you feel that you can be who you are in the mirror? And and that's the person that, you know, we spend most of our time either dealing with or trying to avoid. That person in the mirror every single morning. 
And how do we respond to that person? Who is that person? Is that person in the mirror the one that we show to everybody else? Is that the, you know, the, the expression of ourselves that we want? Is that the expression of ourselves that we choose? I'm doing two things at once. We're doing the recording and we're doing that. And sometimes the recording thing acts weird. Anyway, so when you take a look at who it is that you are in any given moment, make sure that that's a person that still is representing what you feel, representing your truth. And yeah, there's some great reasons to keep the mask up. You know, sometimes it's because you feel that other people need you to be a particular way. And and that is something I struggle with. It's so important to me to be able to support and help people that I will sacrifice myself because I need to be there for them. Because what they need from me, in my mind, is more important than what I need from myself. And, you know, that goes to that place of, you know take your own advice and, you know, physician, heal thyself. The idea is that when I take time off for myself and I get past the point where I feel guilty that I'm not taking care of other people, it's like, okay, this is codependent speaking. This is enabling speaking. You know, this isn't necessarily what's right for that person because sometimes people just do best when they're left to deal with themselves. And the idea that we are responsible for, you know, taking on something that doesn't belong to us, that is, I mean, that's not support. That's emotional kleptomania. That's, oh, well, you know, I'm going to carry this weight. And we all reach those places where we need to stop it. I mean, just, just stop it. Find some time and dedicate it to who you are and what you need. When was the last time you thought, wow, you know what? What is it that would really make me happy in this moment? You know, what what can I do for myself? You know, what is a treat that, you know, that I'd like to do? Maybe it's going to uh, a nice restaurant and having a good meal, a restaurant you hadn't, you know, you've been, oh, I really want to try that. Well, or maybe it's going to a movie that you want to see just because you want to see it. Maybe it's a movie no one else wants to see, but it makes you happy. Or maybe it's, you know, it, it could be anything. You know, maybe it's going to a museum. Maybe it's going to an amusement park. Maybe it's, you know, splurging on a trip to a thrift store, which, oh my God, I love thrift stores. They are just awesome and I love going around and you know and it's sort of like time just kind of goes away and I've got someone who I go to thrift stores with like once a week we go and you know we look and see what they've got and for me going through old stuff you know maybe seeing you know a doll that I used to play with when I was little I might not necessarily buy it but seeing it it's like oh my gosh that that I remember that doll I used to play with with one just like it. And like I said, it's not about buying it, but it's about having that experience 
and setting aside the responsibility, setting aside the, you know, the, the desire to take care of others. I can let that part of me in here, you know, take a break, chill out and go to, you know, a nice quiet place while I make myself my focus. And for a lot of people, that's really hard, especially caregivers. That's really, really hard, but not impossible. And the more you practice it, I mean, and it could just be for something little. Yeah, I was, last Thursday, I was talking to someone and I was, you know, I mean, and it was, things were really kind of weighing heavy on me and, and things were, you know, it, it was just not feeling good. I was not feeling good. You know, I had a lot of, I was feeling a lot of pressure in a lot of different ways. And, you know, there was some bad news and then there was more bad news. And so it was, there was a lot that was weighing on me and I was sitting there and I'm at my office and all of a sudden I hear an ice cream truck. And of all the places to hear an ice cream truck at my office, it was, it was like, wait a minute, what? And I look out the window and sure enough, there's an ice cream truck. And I see people heading out there, you know, some dress casual, some in suits, but they're going out to the ice cream truck. So I told the person I was talking to, it's like, you know what? I'm going to go out to the ice cream truck. Granted, it was like, you know, one of those soft serve cones and it was like, you know, the just basic vanilla was three bucks and they took ATM cards. So yeah, you know, ice cream trucks aren't the same, but it was an ice cream truck. I heard that music and I went out and I told somebody something I wanted and they handed it to me and I had ice cream at work off an ice cream truck. And I, I mean, I, I believe that coincidences don't really happen, that everything is kind of, you know, something leads to something else. And that gave me a glimpse of how long it had been since I had indulged in the simple pleasure of getting something off an ice cream truck and how important in that moment that was to me, how exciting that was. And then I realized I shouldn't have been that excited. I shouldn't have been, it, I mean, at the most it would have been like, oh, okay, well, there's an ice cream truck. Okay, that's different. But I needed that moment. I needed that little glimpse of a more innocent and significantly less stressful time in my life was when I'd just go out and get something off an ice cream truck. And so that was a big part of why I took some days off, why I cloistered myself up on my mountain in my cabin and just really thought about things. And, and that's important every once in a while to just sit and think about things. Think about where your life is, where you want it to go. What will it take to get you there? And I, I have so many people around me who give such good advice and who I know are completely there for me. And at the same time, there are those times when we all need to be, you know, just between us and creator or, you know, however you define it, or, you know, between you and your higher self or between you and, you know, and, and whatever. So the idea of who are you? 
It's in those quiet moments when you discover it. It's in those quiet moments where you figure out really, you know, and, and that's important to do every once in a while to, you know, to check in with yourself. Check in, say, hey, how am I doing? How am I doing right now? You know, these are the things that are stressed. I'm stressed about this. I'm stressed about this. I'm stressed about this. But who are you other than the things that are stressing you out? Who are you when you hear an ice cream truck? You know, do you just kind of let it go? Or do you go out, you know, feel that old childhood thrill of, gee, I wonder what they've got. I wonder what it's going on. Granted, when I was a kid, there were no $3, you know, ice cream cones, but, but it still had that ring of, of my youth, that ring of when all I had to worry about was, you know, what time the ice cream truck was getting there. And so check in with you. Maybe it's not an ice cream truck for you. Maybe it's seeing a you know, a cover band that plays all your favorite songs that's, you know, playing at a little club downtown and telling yourself, man, I wish I could go to that. Why not? Why don't you go? You know, grab a friend or go alone. You know, it's about having fun and incorporating some joy. Last week we talked about fun, bringing it in. And... Maybe I talked about that because that was something I really needed to hear. And maybe it's something that you need to hear too. I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm talking to a camera, but I'm also talking to you. And I'm also talking to myself. It's important to be able to step back and check in. Check in with you. How are you? Who are you? And what will make you happy? What are your dreams? Which of those dreams is it time to go, you know what? I really don't think that I'm going to end up being an Olympic figure skater. So I think I can let that one go. Maybe you switch that to, wow, I would love to go to the Olympics one day. Maybe you can watch Olympic skaters and maybe you have a party and, and everybody gets together and, and watches it with you. But, you know, just reassess where you're at. Reassess what you're doing. Reassess what will make you happy. And then act on it. Incorporate it into your life. If there's something that is not serving you, consider changing it. Setting it aside or getting some help to set it aside. Not everything is really easy. Not everything is just a simple, well, I'm just going to, you know, not let that bother me. Because maybe it will. And maybe you need help. And if you do, get help. There is help out there. But if you're feeling like, you know, you're heading into, you know, one of those downward spirals, that's not a good place to be. You know, I, I used to wonder how people could just, you know, kind of wall themselves up in their homes and not leave for days or weeks. And I reached a point where it's like, you know what? I get it. I can see it. I could, I could see wanting to withdraw that bath. See, that's why you schedule it. Schedule a time to withdraw. Say, okay, for the next day, the next two days, the next six hours, or the weekend, you know, I'm, I'm scheduling a, a vacation and I'm going to make it a staycation and I'm just going to do things for me 
and have that quiet time. And if there's somebody who, who just kind of drains you, it's like, okay, I'm not going to deal with that person. Maybe I'm not going to look at the TV at all. Maybe I'm going to take a, you know, some time off Facebook or Twitter or whatever. So make that time for yourself because it's in those little times where we check in on, okay, who are you? Which mask is becoming a little bit too heavy? Which persona is starting to kind of seep out of its environment? Either, you know, work, family, buddies, whatever. You know, which one is starting to bleed off into other areas? And is that my truth? Is that really who I am? And check in because we're here to have fun. We're here to enjoy. We're here to, you know, spread good stuff in the world, which I firmly believe that most people are spreading good stuff in the world, that people are out there doing kind things and sweet things, and none of that makes the news, but there are more people who are doing good, wonderful, kind things to take care of other people and take care of themselves than we know about. So at each point, when we have a chance to take care of ourselves and to, you know, I mean, it's, yes, it's a little bit of putting yourself first, but that's not a bad thing because we all need to do it every once in a while to put ourselves first. Because by putting ourselves first occasionally means that we've got the strength to put others first the rest of the time, that we can step up and be who others need us to be and yet not feel that we're sacrificing who we actually are. So go out and shake hands with you. Look yourself in the mirror. Ask you what will make you happy. And if you hear an ice cream truck, you go for it. So thank you. Thank you for joining me. And if this is of value to you and you would like to support this channel, you can like a video, you can subscribe, and it's always cool to see the community building. You can comment, because I do read the comments and I do answer them. You can follow me on Twitter. You can, um, you can join the Facebook group, which is Medicine Walk with Dr. Eileen. Um, for Twitter and, medicine, and the, the Medicine Walk group, I post a tweet every morning. And it's just something that kind of comes up while I'm walking my dog. And usually at the beginning of the walk, I ask myself, what is it that at least one person needs to know today? And especially if that one person is me. And usually by the time I finish my walk, there's something there. And so I share that every morning. So check that out. And if you have any questions or comments about any of my tweets, if there's any subject matter that you would like me to cover, please let me know. And be happy. And be well. And take care of yourselves. Take time for yourselves. I mean, you're the only you that the whole universe has. And that makes you pretty special. So you know, take good care of yourself. And I will try to do the same. And I'll see you at the ice cream truck. And as always, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours.
Love you. Bye.